1: Need to know what's happening it's, it's 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 time to get in the huddle with carl dukes and jason what's going on with the jets big win i Surprise mean like you know, me man oh i i was blown away because i kept thinking zach wilson was going to continue to make mistakes he was yes, somehow too. going to blow the game he made the plays necessary for them to win and that defense the jets defense Shut down Josh Allen. Now I know he's dealing with some kind of arm yeah. or shoulder thing. No. We're not quite sure, but we didn't know that Sunday. Okay, no. so you went into this game and you're saying they're perfectly healthy. They got Josh Allen. The Jets get two picks on Allen. What's going on with the Jets, man? Look, the, the defense is better than I give it credit for. I was looking at who they had
2: played the last five weeks and said this is going to be a very different challenge. And I'm 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 a, I'm a non-believer until they convert me. Well, they, they pretty much converted me. Uh, I do think something was up with Allen in that game. Uh, and obviously, we know now that there's an injury situation. He's going to have to see a specialist and, and get, as we speak right now, you know, there's still a waiting word. I can't imagine he doesn't miss sometime. I mean, that's a team that's Super Bowl or bust, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and I can't imagine taking any risks with him in season if it's something that a week or two of rest could really help. Kind of tamped down. Hopefully, it's not any more serious than that. Uh, but that was a huge win for the Jets. I, I can't minimize it. I mean, they lost both times to the Bills last year by 17 or more points. They played in Week 18, and Zach Wilson got his face torn off. And the Bills really didn't have anything to play for, and it was a debacle. And for no, you know, no Brees Hall, and they seem to be adjusting to that a little bit now. <laughs> I still worry about their. I still worry about their offensive line in the AFC. I don't know. How you don't think they're viable. They're building confidence. And the defense, the defense believes it's a top five unit. Like they they believe it. They play with that sort of swag. They play with that sort of confidence. They don't waver. And now they've done it against the possibly the league MVP. I, I look, I, I thought they were going to get blown out by two touchdowns. I was completely wrong. And maybe they have really turned the corner as a franchise. And that division is now fascinating. Patriots are kind of winning without a quarterback. I'm not really, but I, but they're also winning without an offensive coordinator. Like, what are we doing here with Matt Patricia? Like, but but like they're viable. Like they're live. Like Matt Judon's a defensive MVP candidate again. And like, except for when Mac Jones goes up jump balls, they don't beat them themselves. So that's an interesting team. Miami is obviously Miami hasn't lost a game. the game that two has started and finished. Yep. And now the Jets may have turned a corner, and the Bills might suddenly be a little vulnerable. So I know we've talked a lot, and people around the league have talked a lot about the NFC East and and its rise,
1: but the the AFC East, there's no cupcakes there anymore. Yeah, I I had this conversation with Baldy last week, maybe two weeks ago, and he talked about Quentin Williams and how dominant he is in that interior defensive line. And then you're watching Sauce Gardner on the outside, right? So all of a sudden this – We talk about Seattle hitting in the draft. Hell, the Jets hitting the draft. This draft is all of a sudden you're looking around and you're going stud, 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 and they're paying dividends. So I agree with you, man, that this division now goes from it's bills and everybody else to attrition. Who's going to be great these last eight weeks of the season and who can kind of hold on to see who's going to win this division. I think it is up for grabs. I am going to back off the bills a little bit just because of this, this injury. Listen, Josh is injured. That's a different team. Different team. Yeah, no. That look. He he
2: is a force of nature. I mean, he he does things on a weekly basis that you can't you can't teach, and it's awful hard to defend. Um, do I think they'll totally fall apart? No, they got a really no. they got a great defensive no. coordinator. They've got a, a system that they can't run all the same stuff with Josh, but um, they're balanced. They run the ball this year better than they have in the past, and I think better than people still give them credit for. It. And it's a legit defense that should be getting healthier in the second half of the year uh but yeah, you take a josh allen out of that you're, you're 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 talking about um leveling
1: the playing field in a big way two teams i want to connect and two teams i think that are cooked it's carl dukes jason lock on four in the huddle subscribe we put new episodes out every tuesday thursday not only through the football season off season this never stops it's the nfl it never stops. You inside of all the information Two things. I, two call oh, we are, we might one of us might get a head coaching job we play, <laughs> our, like out of this podcast. Well, let me tell you something. Not anything's possible. If they call me, I'm, they better cut the check. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. gonna take the check just like Jeff Saturday did. You gotta front load it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Um, two teams that I think are cooked, and I want to talk about both. One Packers. Yeah. Two Cardinals. Yeah. And the Lions went over the Packers. You talk about a shocker and all of this stuff and. We know the deficiencies with the Packers, but the Cardinals. All right, is is Cliff Kingsbury under any kind of pressure right now? After you just paid Kyler Murray, and this offense looks like a complete crap. They it, don't it, do anything offensively that is impressive. They never have, and he got he got
2: doubled down on a mistake. Um, look, I had. Thought that they are completely fraudulent from the moment they hired Cliff Kingsbury. Well, they were they were actually they were fraudulent <laughs> the year they, they drafted Rosen, ran him out after a year and made Steve Wilkes wear that thing, even though Steve Kine, the GM, put the entire staff together, picked the players, picked everything, right? You make Wilkes the fall guy. They're they, they, they're uh they're, they're an afterthought. They're a joke. You know, they win some games. They don't win anything of significance. They get worse as the sample size expands. Their warts become ever prevalent the deeper we go into a season. They draft positionless defenders who, who don't really have a clue. Um,
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love,
2: You know, when you reward, it's not even rewarding mediocrity. It's rewarding your own impulse buy in the first place. Um, Oh, and just give them more time and just give them more money. Are you giving them new? Are you giving them more ideas? Are you making them work harder? Are you making them work smarter? Are you bringing in somebody else in that staff to have some checks and balances? Um, Or are you just letting them sort of continue to run their own science experiment? And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't. I've got generational wealth and I can always go back to the college game anyway. Uh, It's a joke. They're a joke. Uh, None of this surprises me. You talk to people in that division who play them with regularity. There's a reason why Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury can't win in their own division because the teams that know them best know what a fraud they are. Um, Street ball is fun. It's fine. You're not going to win games with regularity up here doing it. Uh, The GM is a made man. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You know, there's cronyism and nepotism are a blight on this league. And when you become so chummy with your top football executive that all of his misdeeds, including very serious criminal DUI situation, are continually swiped uh, swept under the rug because you really like hanging out with him during and after games. Well, your football product might suck. You might be stealing your fans money. You might be fraudulent. You're fraudulent. You're not in the business of winning football games. You're in the business of trying to prove your own asinine decisions correct. I I mean, the the only, like, we can talk talk about the Ursa thing, but do I think it was too soon? Yeah. Do I think the Saturday thing is the biggest joke in the history of the NFL? I do. But at least he was willing to say, this ain't working for me. I don't care that I just gave him extensions. It's over and I'm going to run it. Like, I yes. at least have to give him some credit for that. The, the This 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 sham with Steve Kime out there in the desert. I mean, it's like no accountability. We're, we're just we're we're. it's never my fault it's never his fault stuff just happens losses just fall from the sky it's not Cliff's fault it's not Kyler's fault it's not my fault it's not the owner's fault we just have really bad luck just hang in there and keep throwing money at us and we'll figure it out
1: shut up it's a great point jason whatever happened to team saying no we're not paying you tough shit we're not gonna pay you whatever happened to hey I know you're in your third year of your fifth-year, you know, contract, your five-year contract. We're not paying you. Come back, play great. I don't give a damn if you unfollow us on Instagram. I don't care if you, you know, yeah. don't like my post on Facebook. I don't care if you don't put out TikTok videos with Cardinals gear. I just think we've gotten to this point. Like everybody's like, oh, the Cardinals were forced to pay Kyler Murray. No, they weren't. They didn't have to do it. But they did it, and then they caved, and now all I'm saying is it looks like a bad decision because you see there's no growth. I saw Justin Herbert last weekend with an injury-plagued team without wide receiver one and two, basically one dude that can make plays in Austin Eckler and came and beat the Falcons, who's been a very good defensive team pretty much all season long, Mm -hmm. because there's growth. You see it with Herbert. You see it with other young guys in this league, and I'm looking at Kyler Murray and 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 listen, screw the homework policy, okay? I'm not yeah. even talking about that. I'm just talking about week to week. If I put on the film and I do, and you watch Murray from week to week, I'm going, Where is the growth? What oh. what am I seeing? And this is the mistake they made. Instead of saying no, they just said yes. Well, and even look,
2: Cliff King, the whole Cliff Kingsbury thing is is a joke. So like Cliff is it going to reinvent himself. Cliff isn't going to go do some deep introspection. Cliff isn't going to bring in, like I said, someone from the outside who looks at football completely different and say, okay, be my quality control. Help, help me figure this out. They just believe in what they believe and they've been rewarded for doing what they're going to do. So mm. nothing changes. There aren't better fit opening quarter scripts. There aren't, they're not benching guys or 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 doing anything to kind of shake it up there. I mean. So is it on Kyler? Sure. But it's like, this guy's not an NFL head coach. There's nothing in his background that ever said he was an NFL head coach. Nobody else was thinking of him. At the time, he just got hired to be USC's offensive coordinator as an NFL head coach. So, I mean, am I surprised at all? No. But, like, it's like uh, you you think you're smarter than everybody else, and you want to be right so bad. But you're not going to be right, and you're just continuing – to waste more of that kid's career and waste more of your fans'
1: money. Um, and by the way, that growth that I'm talking about comes through what you're talking about coaching. Coaching, right? The vision, what what a guy is really doing, better or worse. It's still coaching. It's you're right, it's not all on Kyler Murray. He's still a very young guy, but that growth comes through the staff and what guys have seen and and, and the vision of the staff. It's all missing there. What do you think about the Packers? I think they're good.
2: Yeah, that was if they
1: couldn't get off the mat at halftime at Ford Field against that
2: historically bad defense that gives up 32 points a game. Um, if you don't have the gumption and conviction, to, I mean, all I want to take in is really finish one drive and you probably still win that football game. Then, yeah, you're 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 over. Um, you know, look, I, we've talked about it. I've written quite a bit about it. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people around the league about it. This, you know, this thing was built for like this magic carpet ride. Like they're used to just. Oh, the old man quarterback shows up and wins MVPs. Well, what happens if the moves you made on defense don't make you better? They, they actually make you worse. And what happens if, shocker, taking Devontae Adams off your team because you gave all the money to the quarterback might not make you a better football team? Like, what happens if yeah. the off, op- if Bactieri isn't what he was anymore and you're rotating tackles and your line is just eh? Um, what happens if you're not the smartest guys in the room, and you don't have an MVP quarterback anymore, and your head coach, who everybody's telling me is such a genius, while the the the, the plug and play quarterbacks win an MVP award, what happens when he hits real adversity for the first time? You know what what what's Plan B? What what is what, what adjustments does he make? How, how do they reinvent themselves on the fly to try to salvage a season? And at this point, how much does Rodgers even care? Like, if you're not questioning that, then you're not watching these games. And you haven't been. Uh, I think he he believes it's a lost season. I don't think he's ever bought this head coach, but he's put up with him because what am I going to do? We win fourteen games every year. Um, I, 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 they're not, they're, they're, and they're stuck with him for another year. Yep. So I, it, it's really untenable. Um, I don't know what the plan out is what the way out is and go look at their schedule. I was talking to a couple of GMs about this the other night. They might have to play Jordan Love just to showcase him for trade because mm. they, how are you going to get, like you're stuck with this guy for at least another year, maybe two. He clearly is not elevating anybody. You now, all of a sudden he's gone from a guy who makes everybody better to a guy who needs help all over the place. We, yeah, we made the Adams trade, but we don't have enough of a surplus of picks. To go from a team that can can't win in the crappy NFC to a team that really has a shot of winning a Super Bowl next year, so like I mean, if you're three and nine and and you drafted this kid in the first round as the heir apparent, like at what point and and, and your guy can't even complete one yard passes in the red zone anymore? <laughs> like he may need to sit down, you know, and 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 let let like let let him go walk the earth like kung fu for a couple of weeks and you know take whatever he likes to take and do whatever he likes to do have a cleanse or whatever um, and see if this young man can play football and at least be mobile, you know, do help you extend plays. I, I don't know, but it's not going anywhere good. And they created a monster there and they put everything in the quarterback at the expense of a lot of other stuff. And now not only is he not an MVP candidate, he's not a winning quarterback. He's not playing winning football. Um, and he's being hit more than he's used to.
1: And none of it's bringing out the best in him. Jason, before we wrap up, Jason Locke on Carl Dukes, put him up. And of course, our man, Brian Boldinger, we bring you in the huddle every Tuesday, Thursday. And uh, we release new episodes, guys. Subscribe, like, tell your friends about us. You don't want to miss any of these episodes. All right, I got to ask you about the Ravens last night. Ravens go down. They beat the Saints 27-13. Four sacks for the Ravens. We talked about the lack of defense earlier in the year. Lamar's Lamar. All he does is win, finds a way. They get production from Kenyon Drake. And now they're really in control yeah. right in the north. I mean, six and three. I'm looking at the Ravens and I'm going, this, they're in a good spot.
2: Yeah, they are. And they should be a lot healthier coming off the bye. You know, they're in a, a spot now where they played one game in about 23 days. They play on a Thursday. They don't play again until Monday. And then they have a bye. And then they get the Panthers after that, which should be a homecoming game. So... <laughs> Yeah, the schedule sets up well. Uh, you know, Mark Andrews will be back on the other side of the bye. I believe Gus Edwards will be back on the other side of the bye. Um, maybe J.K. Dobbins as well at some point, uh, you know, maybe in, in late November, early December. And remember, um, they took David Ajabo in the second round, and he, you know, towards Achilles at uh, his pro day. Um, They're starting to understand the concepts of their new young uh, defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, who they went from being a blitz heavy team to a team that's playing a ton of zone. Um, Yeah. And you look at their schedule and you look at the fact that the Bengals don't have a win in the division yet. And the Ravens are off to a good start in the division, including a win over the Bengals. Um, They do have a head to head loss to Miami, which could be a factor for seeding purposes. Um, And they also have a head to head loss to Buffalo, but, no, they're road-grading people again. Uh, the offensive line is better than it's been in three years since before Ronnie Stanley got hurt. Uh, and they create turnovers and they get sacks, which are things they have not done the last few years. So, yeah, in a year where everything is so watered down, uh, we've got a former MVP quarterback. They, they certainly are a factor in the AFC. This defense being much improved is huge. And if they want to just keep the ball and play keep away like they have the last few weeks um, since Ronnie Stanley's come back, they they obviously have the ability to do that. Um, they don't have guys who can win on the outside. They, you know, the, the receiver room is what it is, but they can beat you in the slot with a couple of different people. Uh, and when you run the ball that well and, and you know, you're going to hit some stuff on play action. So at some point, I think you'll see a little bit of more from a, from a, a downfield perspective from their offense. Not a ton but enough to keep people honest. So, yeah, that's certainly a team that you should keep your eyes on very closely when they come out of the bye because a lot of things seem to be setting up for them.
1: Yeah, Andrew's coming back, right? I mean, Bateman, Rashad Bateman, all these guys. I totally agree with you. And and I said, Lamar just wins. I mean, uh, you can say all you want to say about him and talk about what he is and yep. what he isn't. Uh, he, just, he just wins, man. Um, Saints, on the other hand, Andy Dalton's not the answer. They're in trouble. No. So th- there's some things they've got to figure out. If they're going to try to compete for this division, the irony is they're only a game out. Oh, yeah, they're right there. So, you know, it's wild. Jason, great job as always, man. Once again, it's in the huddle. Carl Dukes, put him up, along with Jason LaConfora, Brian Baldinger. We'll bring you a new episode on Thursday. Subscribe to In the Huddle, like us, and make sure you don't miss an episode. Have a great day, everybody.